right. All right. This is Conscious of Crazy, uh, in a sense, knowing what's right, what's wrong versus a mentally unsound mind, you know, with knowledge or, you know, crazy, man. Um, hey, got a powerful, uh, got a powerful, powerful member of the family. Um, I don't say guests no more, you know, just feel like we just branched as a family, distant family, uh, distant relatives. Um, I love his film and he's going to touch on it a little bit, um, but introduce yourself to the people and we could get this thing uh, started, man. Yeah, so my name is Christopher Adams and I'm from Houston, Texas. And mm. as he said, I made a film called The Meeting That Shaped America. This is my first film and my only film so far, really. And it took me, it took a lot out of me to make. It was quite a journey as we'll get into. Yeah, man. Um, so what, what sparked your, your love for film? And um, and also and to tie into your journey, for, um, yeah. Okay, so I actually come from the theater. Okay. I caught. I started off in in school doing theater. So when I was in second grade, one of my teachers talked to my mother, and she said, "You know, your son is very gifted. He should be in the gifted and talented program." You know, so she enrolled me in the uh, gifted and talented program and into the magnet schools of the school district. So then when I got to third grade, we started getting introduced to other things like theater and things of that nature. So that's how I got started on that. But I ain't really, I ain't really do no plays and nothing like that until like, yeah. you know, fifth, sixth grade. But we ain't do no like real down to the nitty gritty plays until like ninth grade, you know? So, so yeah, man, as most, I started off with Hollywood dreams, Broadway dreams. I wanted to be, uh, (laughs) (laughs) wanted to be an Oscar winner and things of that nature. Wanted to be in in Hamilton. (laughs) Uh, Nah, by the time Hamilton came out, I was probably like, I was just out of high school, mm-hmm. going into like maybe my my first and only like full year of college actually. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, so but before that it was in the heights. I did in the heights in high school. Now y'all know the movie in the heights that just came out. Yeah. I did the musical in high school. Man. And that was Lynn Manuel Miranda's first musical, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, before Hamilton. Yeah. Man, so uh, what was your like? What character did you play? Like, how 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 did you feel about that? Uh, the play that you, because I think it, it looks, you know, just based off the, the trailer, it looks it looks it looks important. It looks it looks looks amazing. I, I I have to check it out myself. It looks it looks like a good film. Yeah. So um, I was Sunny, and now. The main character Usnabi's younger cousin. Okay. Uh, so I don't know how many of y'all will have gotten a chance to see it by the time this recording comes out, but yeah, um, that's who I was. And but yeah, so I went to a I went to an inner city high school. So it was a lot of us that looked like us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't like I was the the token <laughs> the yeah. token kid at the. <laughs> Yeah, or nothing like that. Nah. So, yeah, when I went to college, I went to Indiana, mm. Evansville, Indiana, to be exact, which is come to find out the founding city for the KKK in mm. Indiana. Yep. Yeah, people don't know that. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that at the time either, but uh, quickly found out. But no, it wasn't just like, I didn't experience none of that, but I, I did definitely experience like how, how a lot of these people tick out there, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I was, I was definitely amongst the whites at the, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's a, a huge contrast from Greens Point and Acres Homes in Houston, Texas, you know what I'm saying? I to Houston, man, uh, my people in San Antonio, you know. 
So yeah, I, I definitely rock with uh, Texas, man. You know, parts of so. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I went to college for like a year. And then I went to this study abroad program. Mm -hmm. I already wasn't feeling it, but I was like, let me at least, you know, try to stick it out for the craft or whatever. But I just felt like. So that's another thing. The University of Evansville, before I went there, it had this stigma about it in the in the theater community in Texas. Like it was yeah. this prestigious theater school or whatever, but. When I got there, I didn't see that. Mm. In fact, they actually stopped doing a lot of the things that they said that they did, uh, like senior showcases and ACTF and all of those competitions. They stopped doing that. So it's like, what are you really doing? Yeah. <laughs> Besides doing plays for these old donors. Yeah. You know? So... After a while, that and then like a financial aid crisis uh, drove me away. I, I I dropped out my sophomore year. Came back home for a little while. Uh, our time was crunching to figure something out. Uh, did a lot of, did a couple of odd jobs in the meantime. And then uh, I found a theater apprenticeship because I had heard somebody say something about an apprenticeship beforehand. And then... So I went out there to Portland, Oregon for about seven months mm. and I did not like it. I, that, that was actually when I, I always had a, a certain degree of consciousness to me, but um, once yeah. I, that was when I really, it just all smacked me in the forehead. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That yeah. was my, um, that was my mad at the world phase when it comes to yeah. this. Oh man, yeah. like at twenty, I experienced it. Like first, first, uh, first semester in uh, college, man. Uh, my professor, he was just in, like sociology. Learning that right. class, it really opened my eyes. Like, oh damn, like learning, you know, really getting exposed and really breaking down. Like, yo, Thanksgiving is trash. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> like, yeah. And then, um, yeah, and even similar, like, cause my career path, um, my career path, but my passion is different. Like, my passion is content, obviously. Uh, but uh, but my career path, which I'm currently which I'm currently in, is like architecture. So one time in my class, because it's a white dominated field, ain't no brothers in there. All the brothers left, like literally. So hey man, where y'all going? I was like, yep. So I'm solo. <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah. One time in class, like they was like somehow deeds came up, a houses came up, and uh, this old he's like at least seven. He was an old professor that was subbing, like substituting for uh, class. Yeah, he brought up how, you know, the deeds of houses, you know, depends on what they left, you know. So it depends if they sell to uh certain people. So like yeah, it's like like Cedric family, like like Cedric here, um, he his family can't buy this house because the deed, they don't they wouldn't want to sell it to his kind. Like, well, I was like, oh damn, it's like that. <laughs> like I was cool yeah. with this. I was like, All right, fuck you, old man. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I wanted to smoke with him, but yeah. I think experiences like that happens all the time. But uh, any any other experiences in opening you like your eye open experience, like yeah, your rage stage. You said any other experiences? Yeah, your eye open experiences. You um, like through the the rage because uh you know James Baldwin said it the best. You know, you constantly in rage all the time. You know, being aware. You know, it was really around that time that I just it just really lit the fire underneath me and just really changed the trajectory of my life when I was out there in Portland, Oregon. Like that's when I, I got hip. I mean, I got a, a little taste of it in, uh, when I was in college, but more so to the third degree when I went to Portland, Oregon, did I see the, the Joe Biden-esque, you know, form of racism, you know what I'm saying? Versus the, you know, the the stereotypical Confederate flag type shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's when I got hip to all of the tricks and everything that, that goes on. Because it's like Portland, Oregon, they, for those who don't know, they claim to be so progressive and so liberal. But at the same time, they're perhaps the biggest case of gentrification in the country. Yeah. Like... 
if not number one, they definitely top 10, mm. yeah. you know, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Only brothers I know in Portland is, you know, the team. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Portland Triple yeah. That's all. Yeah. I yeah. met all 47 uh, people out there that were. <laughs> oh, <I did. laughs> yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. Any other um, stories in the process to where you are now, like your journey? Um, so, how, so I guess after Portland, what was your next step? Like, what was the. Uh... So, while I was out there in Portland, Oregon, that's when I became inspired to start writing and developing the meeting that shaped America, mm, okay. my film. So yeah, I was out there, I was doing this play called the Chris, uh, a Christmas Carol. Oh yeah. And I was miserable <laughs> as hell. <laughs> I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> so I, I was looking at stuff like get out. I was like, see, man, that's the kind of work that I want to do right there. Others, you know, here we come a wassail and shit, man, fuck all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I was just, I just wasn't happy at that time. And to be honest, I apologize to everybody who caught the cross, <laughs> who got caught in the crosshairs of that around that time. But I just, I was miserable. But yeah, like I was inspired because one, I just wanted to do the work that I wanted to see myself. Yeah. And so I just started writing, man. And then also another thing that birthed that was, you know, me and you, we could talk this kind of talk this like all day, every day. Yeah. And it just, it just goes through one ear and not the other when it comes to our people. But you see it all the time. Like when you, you hear leaked audio of, you know, uh, Joe Biden or whoever it is, you know, somebody that's not our complexion now people start to pay attention and be like, oh, they've been tricking us this whole time. Joe Nash. Like, duh, nigga. <laughs> it's like, come on. And then uh, no. even, with o- even with Obama, like, that was the most, like, that's the most creative trick of all time because he was related to the Bush, though. He was related to the Bushes. Like, they cousins. Like, people didn't know that. Like, when I found that out, I was like, yeah. <laughs> come on, man. And, it, and it's hard to, like, go go that far with it, like, yeah. as far as the receipts on certain people but yeah. um because then it starts sounding you know how it go like people yeah. start trying to gaslight you and call you a conspiracy theorist or whatnot exactly. but <laughs> yeah it's like you gotta you gotta put the weed in the bag first you can't skip steps along the way because then you're gonna lose them oh yeah exactly exactly yeah yeah man um and people don't know about you know the hemp you know, people don't know about the brother named, you know, uh, Hannibal, you know, riding elephants, man. Powerful, uh, powerful brother. People don't know about uh, Thomas uh, Alexander. You know, he was a black, you know, melanated general for the French army, you know, 17, know 1786, man. Like Napoleon did him dirty, though. It's it's a book out there. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a find the book name for the people. But yeah, it's, it's nasty, man. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, and then, um, and then, yeah, because I, I relate, too, because I've been writing a little bit, too, and I think that's the thing. I feel like sometimes we get in the stage, like, we want somebody to write a film for us, but realize, like, nah, we got to write it for itself because it, it's not it's not going to be what we want it to be. And I definitely relate there because I, I wrote a script myself because uh, I think we needed to, some stories need to be told you know, from us, not from anybody else, just strictly from us, I feel Absolutely. Like at the end of the day, all arts are a form of media and media is a means of propaganda. But the problem is we haven't been in control of it. So we need to gain more control of it by taking matters into our own hands. Because, you know, right now we, we, most of our images are being fed to us by the opposition. So, need I say more? Yeah. On that particular one. And um, for the people, the book is called "The Black Count." You know about uh, Alexander. Black Count. Yeah. Yeah, man, it was crazy and how like 
found it out learning out like the end the end of his life was tragic like it was it was terrible you know but yeah um and then you i guess to if you wanted to skip forward a little bit your, your journey to tulsa like how was that how was that experience my journey to tulsa so it was really nice man i was i was there for the second amendment carry march mm. And it was nice seeing the the natives of Tulsa out there. And as we're coming down the streets, we're being able to see all of the, the little kids come outside and they give us the fist and we give the fist right right on back to them. Yeah. <laughs> um even the the older, the elders, they come outside and you see the the pride in their eyes as they're looking at us coming down the street. Mm. And even um, going to to support the businesses out there that are for us, by us, that was, that was really nice as well. And being able to see uh, people come from all walks of life, come from all corners of the universe to be in the same place at the same time in commemoration for that particular moment it was uh it's kind of like a million man march so to say like oh, yeah. kind of like get on the bus or something like that salute to that film too man. i'm a i'm a big spike the uh you know definitely love his films man i'm, a de- I'm definitely a big fan of his um and the pieces he put together definitely um yeah man and i actually used to live in oklahoma and sadly i never knew that story like they never they never talked like i used to actually used to be in elementary school, like, you know, um, kindergarten, like, never heard that story. My parents didn't know that story. Like, the fact that I had to tell my parents that story, it was kind of backwards. It's like, we've been, like, just like your film touched on, like, we don't, we don't know this information. We lost this information by design, you know, all by design, you know, on purpose. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I know you said we, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. And I was going to say, you know, you said that we skipped a few things. Were there a few things you wanted to reverse back on and touch oh, on? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So your your process after um, so writing writing your your film now. How was that process? You mentioned um, you got the, pretty much the motivation you got from writing it. So what was the process on making it actually? Oh yeah. So when I was writing the film, it basically consisted of. Initially, I had to come up with a whole bunch of um, bullet points to touch on. Yeah, so let me back let me back up a little bit more. Initially, I wanted to make a film addressing the the grievances I had with the collegiate system. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? The post secondary system, so to say. Yeah. But I knew that was going to be. <laughs> millions of dollars to to make so I was like I don't have that right now let me scale back a little bit let me see try to go off of what I got right now so at the time I was flipping a couple of marijuana stocks so I turned like two into four thousand and I was like what can I do and I, I saw the hill that people went through on a on a very independent scale, trying to have like multiple people involved, like having a big cast or whatever. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? Let me just make it just me right now. So I can make it just easier on myself and on everybody else. Yeah. And easier on the crew. This was my first time making a film. I thought I knew some shit about making a film. I did not. <laughs> I, looked up, I went on did some googles and some, watched a couple of youtube videos i thought i knew something i did not i have fortunately for me man i have my guy nolan Pena from high school he really saved my life when it came to this damn film because yeah he was helping with he shot the film for me he, he and he also got me started on editing but also along the way he taught me pretty much the tools of the trade so I kind of fit, carried out the process artistically towards you know like the last half of it at first he was just sequencing everything putting everything together and 
I asked him to, if he could do certain things, but I don't know. I have a hard time explaining things sometimes to other people. It makes all the, all the sense in the world to me, but to other people, it's like, you know, I had a problem too. Mandarin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll be breaking so. it down, man. I'm a, I'm a ele- like etymology dude. So like, I'm, I, I call myself, I think I'm a decent word, wordsmith. So like some things go over people's heads. Like, oh damn, like, I ain't explained it good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not even that for me. It's like, yeah. I'm not very good off the top. I take time to think and then it comes out in a very uh, calculated manner. Yeah, but off I like, the top, I don't. by the way, I like the post in the back. Success, the breakdown of success. I see that. That's dope. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, man. I what was I saying? Oh yeah. So after a while, I just learned from him, and then I just did everything. I just took it from there, pretty much. If I needed help, I reached out to him. But you know, I carried out the artistic edits. But uh. To backtrack some more. Uh, so I was writing, it started off as a bunch of bullet points of the topics that I wanted to touch on. But I had a hell of a, a lot. So I was like, man, I need to uh, kind of condense some of these into like one or two. Yeah. Because, yeah, I wanted to have a very fleshed out meeting that shaped America, but I didn't want it to be the meeting that shaped America that was never adjourned. So mm. I had to like kind of leave some things out and just make make it uh, as concise as possible, but still as all encompassing as possible. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So yeah, I just kind of what what's the word I'm looking for uh arranged them all all the bullet points into a way that made sense and then I just as far as the verbiage I just put myself in the opposite perspective and then went from there and that process took me about nine months so yes this film really is my baby (laughs) and uh (laughs) yeah yeah, so man. then as far as the actual shooting process, man, I thought, so I lost time. I I was on a very small time frame to get the shooting done mm-hmm. because in my head, I talked to my, my high school theater teacher and I asked him if we could shoot this in the black box in, the, in my old high school. And he said, mm-hmm. sure. Now, at the time, he made it seem like he, he I was going to have more availability than I really had yeah. to be in the space. Yeah. But, but when time started getting closer, he was like, oh, no. Nah. <laughs> like, it was a different story. So yeah, it was like, I'll be hating. I didn't mean this week. Like, what are you talking about, brother? <laughs> yeah, shout out to Collins, though. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but nah, so... Another way I lost a lot of time was I sent, once I finished the script, I sent it out to a few people that, you know, in my field that I, I trusted to get, mm-hmm. to get some, to get some feedback. Yeah. But um, you know how that goes too. Like out of the 30 people I sent, probably like five or six really responded <laughs> in time that is. So I lost time on that waiting for people to get back to me because I was going to make proper adjustments and then go in. And the third way I lost time was, so I I mapped out a week prior to shooting to rehearse with my cameraman, Nolan, because, mm-hmm. you know, this is my first time doing this shit. I, I don't know what to really do. Exactly. Uh, and this, yeah and I got to rehearse with him because he got the camera it only makes sense right in the actual space you know you got to get it adjusted to the lighting and all of that um so that week that I'm supposed to be rehearsing the custodians come back there and they're like uh-uh we about to strip and wax the flow back here y'all can't be back here like motherfucker man (laughs) so i lost i lost about a week and a half of schedule (laughs) because i had to wait for them Mm. 
So really I was cutting into shooting some. So, and then mind you, when you got a group and you can't really afford to pay people what they would really be getting on the actual set, you just got to work with what, what availability they do have. So yeah, needless to say, we were pressed for time and, but we got it done. We got it done. We had about four, maybe five shoot days. Man. Got it all done. Man, I know uh, the feeling afterwards, like, man, I, this is my baby. I'm, man, I finished it. I was at, I was at, you know, posting it. I was at first day posting it. Oh man, it was cool because <laughs> I was able to take the Stevie Wonder braids that I got out because I put the wig on top of that. The wig was so, the wig was so fucking tight, man. And at first, um, we had to like do some cutting and stuff to him. The person, like my um, my cousin's girlfriend, she styled my hair and did my makeup for the film. Mm. So at first, the 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 wig looked like some Justin Bieber, Ellen DeGeneres type shit. Oh yeah, but, <laughs> I got three. I got three stacks vibe with the silver wig, you know, Andre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had to like cut it to make it look a little more believable and not like you know teen pop sensation. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was that. And then, but I have so much hair. I had so much hair. So we had to get like very thin braids to like you know, make my hair go down enough for the wig to come on top. But in between takes, I was, you know, so I I understand, ladies. (laughs) I I definitely understand. (laughs) That process, yeah, I don't don't know if I ever want to experience that process. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, man, the breakdown of the film was definitely, it was uh, definitely pieced together perfectly. Um, Definitely easy easy content to, you know, uh, soak in. Definitely loved it, man. Debt is, you know, the American religion, you know, as, you know, and, uh, and uh, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite artists, uh, you know, Lupe, like one of his, one of my favorite lines from his America, America is a, a, like, a, like a motherfucking garbage can. Like, yeah, it's true. Like America is trash. <laughs> it's like, it's a trash, man, you know, and uh, keep recycling other coaches, you know, here and there, but yeah, like pretty much you said, America is a, a big, like pretty much a, a whorehouse. <laughs> I agree with you there, man. Like it's a lot. It of is. Yeah. It is, man. And we, we getting um, passed around, man. Right. Unfortunately, there's, I mean, there's many ways to say it, but. Yeah. And then yeah. Um, you said the engineer is us. That, that was deep too, man. Nice wordplay. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got to stop giving it out for free. Yeah. We got to take control. That's like but... one of my favorite uh, Kendrick Lamar songs for free. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um, you broke down how, and then then I'm going to get on to the, the wolf and the fox story. Because, yeah, like, that's an overlooked, that's an overlooked, you know, story. And uh, we, but yeah, you, you pretty much broke down it. It's an ounce of the truth and uh, you know, pounds of lies they give us, man. It's, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, ounce of truth. You know, in order to sell a pound of lies. Yeah. And conversely, yeah. So uh, post- is there any like book or documentary or film that got you? Because my intro to this information was uh like hidden colors films and then uh listening to Bobby Dick Gregory finding out stuff about him like it's like man this brother been telling the truth since how long and then uh you and dr claude anderson you know yeah yeah so me personally around that time in addition to get out mm-hmm. i was just now starting to get into dane calloway mm-hmm. you know and that really helped change my perspective on a lot of different things in life and also Dr. Amos Wilson. Mm. Yeah, I don't subscribe to Pan-Africanism per se, but a lot of what he says does definitely ring true. Mm. 
yeah. like pretty much damn near everything he says is on point yeah. and you still see it in effect today like you can apply to any culture so them two, for sure. They're definitely other people. Like, um, I was listening to Dick Gregory around that time, of course. I was listening. Uh, I seen a couple of interviews of Claude Anderson by that time. I seen, uh, who was some other people? I've never seen, like, I'm, I'm hip to Tariq Nasheed, but I've never seen any of the hidden colors to this day. Oh, yeah. I yeah. might need to go ahead and get that, that, uh, that uh deluxe pack yeah yeah definitely um that's when i found out about uh you know dr umar and, and uh valentine and even uh bobby Hemmings is definitely important too but yeah like bobby he be he be talking to, he, he's raw man <laughs> yeah, yeah man um yeah man so your bullet points man i guess overall because um even on the etymology sorry etymology side illusion you know you know, looking into that, the definition, you know, first thing I found out was mockery, you know, and, uh, you know, the, uh, delusion of the mind, you know, that's, that's, that's the piece people, you got to look into etymology, you know, 14th century, you know, um, but yeah, what, what was your process? Because yeah, you know, I feel like all these bullet points was definitely key, um, your overall message, I feel like, and I guess we could start with the, the wolf and the fox, um, well, the, with the wolf and the fox, I got that from, like I said in there, it's inspired by Malcolm X. He's, he mentioned the wolf and the fox in an old, um, I want to say debate mm-hmm. back in the day. I can't remember which one off the top of my head, but I remember oh, I was watching a lot of Malcolm X back then, too. But um, yeah, but yeah man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I see. It. I, I see. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man, we... Is basically what he was touching on, you know, the the covert and the overt, the the good cop bad cop situation, and that's what I got at on that end uh, because we still falling for it. I don't, I don't understand why, but I mean, hey, but as far as my process, what you were saying, uh, post production was the hardest. Mm. Okay. Usually I had trouble writing stuff before the meeting that shaped America. Like I tried to write a couple of things here and there, but I'd write one scene and be like, okay, this shit kind of hard. Let me <laughs> scratch that. Yeah. Uh, but this was the one, cause I really had something to say. And I feel I really was passionate about what I was writing about. So it kind of flowed, you know what I'm saying? It was a lot to, to do over um, the, the span of nine months, but you know, I was able to get it done. I, I saw it through from start to finish. And then shooting, I mean, shooting was challenging, but it, I mean, shooting is shooting. Like that part is the, usually that's the, the uh, that takes up the least amount of time in the whole film process between pre, pro and post. Yeah. So the post was a fucking monster, man. Like, <laughs> because, because, a lot of it because of the mistakes that we made while we were actually shooting. Mm-hmm. So most of post consisted of us correcting our mistakes mm-hmm. and learning as we were going as well. And then also me further figuring out what I wanted to do artistically with the, with the footage, because I had, I had an idea in my head of what the movie would look like before we even started shooting. But as soon as we got to, <laughs> as soon as we got to sit and I saw what equipment and resources we had to work with, I was like, yeah, perhaps not. Yeah, perhaps we won't be able to get to that. So yeah. it was a lot of that, man. It was a lot of correcting my mistakes. It took me, cause I was done shooting the film in, uh, by the summertime of 2018. Mm. Yeah. I just released this film uh, February, 2021 this year yeah. as a as a born day present to myself you know <laughs> but um but yeah man it was it was a lot like i i had to learn how to edit from scratch uh and then also yeah 
I went through so many phases with the film. I was like, maybe I need to just make this a silent film because I didn't like the way my voice sounded in the film. I didn't like, uh, <laughs> it was, I was just beating myself up about it, but I had to realize, man, it's not about me. Like the, really the words are the star of the film. Yeah, definitely. Cause I wasn't too uh, thrilled about my performance in the film. I felt like I didn't have enough time to prepare and I was, you know, I was wearing so many hats. So I felt like my performance aspect wasn't a hundred percent, but I was like, at the end of the day, the words are the star of the film. So that's why I put them, I highlighted it, highlighted the words even more throughout the film. Like you see them pop up on the screen yeah, and all of that. Yeah. You, I like how you highlighted the course, cause you know, like his story, you know, you highlighted that. And then, uh, you know, yeah. the ill and illusion, you know, you yeah. know, and yeah, people don't realize it's a lie in the middle of believe, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right in the middle of it, man. It's like, yeah. It's like, and I love um, the piece you said, nothing is more costly for something, you know, something given for free, you know, did. Come on, man. Yeah. And um, yeah. you said art, I think, and then our ignorance um, equals their bliss. Like, yeah, that was deep, too. Yeah, because we always say that phrase, ignorance is bliss. I'm like, yeah, it is, but for who? Exactly. Ultimately, you know, <laughs> it's not very specific. Exactly. You know, we say that as, as an excuse to keep on finding the right way to do the wrong things, but. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and I like how you pre pretty much touched on framed it pretty much you said that experience plus environment you know is pretty much what's going on with you know everybody's uh upbringing you know and they they create these neighborhoods or you want to say you know projects you know that's you know that's an experiment within itself so they they create environments plus experience you know yeah i feel like yeah. people overlook that it's, it's all engineering pretty much yeah and that's one of those scenes I wish I could have went back in time and elaborated on a little more. I always felt that scene was somewhat underdeveloped. There were a couple scenes like that for the longest I was unsatisfied because it, it just seemed so underdeveloped and rudimentary in the way that I was presenting it. I was like, this isn't something that most people haven't really thought about before. Because I mean, like what you what we just talked about, like that's an that's a um, a concept that most people kind of understand and comprehend. But I just had to find a way to uh, through through the art of filmmaking make it something that make it in a presentation that's a different way than most people are used to. So to say, and uh, even in my background, like the color of I mean. It's a. It's called the, uh, the the theory of color. Like certain colors attract people's eye more than others. That's why McDonald's is you know yellow and red. It's for yeah. the eye. You know, it's for the attraction of the eye and cereal. You walk in the cereal aisle, like hella colors you see. It it, it it attracts the eye. And just on the architectural side, like certain cities are designed to represent the people, and and it it actually structures the mind in some some way. People don't realize it, but it's all it's all. Um, it's all by design, literally, like certain cities. Yeah. Yeah. I was very selective in the colors that I used in the film as well. Because when I was in my study abroad program right before I dropped out of college, there was a point where I stopped going to class. I just, I remember <laughs> uh, I was in my last class. It was like some British studies class. I hated that damn class. I was like, I ain't come all the way over here just to learn about white people. Dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, what, what the a, fuck? What an acting <laughs> at. What a yeah. theater at. You know what I'm saying? So I was, and it was just so many other things going on at the time. I was fed up. I did an assignment wrong. So I was like, yeah, I just got my stuff, stand, stood up and walked out of class and I never went in again. I was in the library, like, looking at books that I was interested in and I learned more in those couple of weeks than I did that whole semester oh that's the thing I learned more outside of school <laughs> in school <laughs> it's like oh yeah. man I'm a, I'm a professor at home this is crazy <laughs> yeah like, but to, I programmed this like yeah <laughs> yeah to get to the point that I was trying to make yeah I, 
one of the books that I read in that time was the 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. Mm. And yeah, so I read that book and it talked on, you know, the the branding with the colors and all of that as well. Mm. So yeah, I definitely understand that. Yeah, man. Um, and uh, religion, I, I break it down. Religion, man, uh, that definitely affected our people in the worst way and uh, pimps us to this day, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, even just, just based on one, one, uh, one example, you know, the black codes, you know, yeah, that, and I, I definitely overstood and definitely sided with Nap Turner, you know, because, yeah, man, like, we free, but we not free. <laughs> it's like, 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 I can't preach unless somebody hit, unless master hit. Like, that's, that's, that's pipping the butterfly to the, the full effect. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, man, what were some other, uh, what were some other scenes in the film that really stood out to you or resonated with you? Or it's just things that really caught your eye, you found interesting or peculiar? I like how every blue moon and consistently throughout the film, you said established, you know, nigga, established (laughs) in 1492. I love love that. Like some people should like, yeah, like that's the thing. We got to kill that mind state, you know, kill the nigga. I feel like, because we never was, you know, because people don't understand about Mississippian culture, you know, this book I have here, you know, Pyramids, Pyramids in America, you know, people knew that, like, yo, we was, we got mounds everywhere. We got pyramids in America, not only America, chi- uh, China, uh, Australia, you know, Scotland, like, you, people knew that, like, yo, so, oh, this is why they would lie to us about who we are. Oh, the dumbest down. Even we created basketball, you know, <laughs> we created original basketball, not no, um, not no white dude, nah. In Canada, we created hockey, you know, yeah. Yeah, man. It's like you see melanated people originate from all different corners of the world, but for some reason they want us to think that in the Americas the they look like Michael Bolton and shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, Kenny G or whatever. Yeah. And um pretty much the overall piece, no unity no unity. Like, and when you break down unity, it literally means one, you know, and it's not a solid, um, I feel like it's not a solid foundation. You know, I feel like between you and me, yeah, we got it. But like the masses, nah, it's not one. It's not one mind state. I feel like that's what we need to get back to. And I already know, sadly, it's not going to, I mean, it's going to be a, a decent amount, but majority of the masses, they're going to keep twerking. They're going to keep, <laughs> you know, you know, it's a mind state that, um, you know, got to get rid of but like some won't yeah yeah i mean we got we got physical wars we got information wars as well we got mental wars in every war there are casualties unfortunately not everybody's gonna make it yeah but uh you do what you can those that you have and you don't give up on people either exactly because uh that's what i was referring to in the film with the point one percent you know, even even the most uh, sunk, the people in furthest in the sunken place, you know, even when you saw them get out on the sunken place, they're still there. It's just yeah. they're taken over, exactly. but they still have hope, you know, like, you know, with the flash when they see the light. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I think um, such things like community centers and once again, to break down break down some words, you know, commune, you know, and then, you you know, unity, you know, one. So like community centers, us coming together, that's that's definitely the perfect way to reverse mind states and, uh, you know, um, definitely undo the brainwash, brainwashness that, uh, that uh, the society has done to us. Yeah. Do you have any idea of how to make it cool again to to have knowledge of self. I mean, it's getting back there again, but you know how they had that movement around the time when we had you know, Public Enemy, Brand Nubian, and, and all of these people, even Queen Latifah at the time. Uh, do you know what it'll take to bring something like that about again? 
Mm, but to be cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know? just like you said, through, through hip hop, hip hop made it cool. You know, knowledge itself. Like, oh, who's Malcolm X? Like, oh, she, oh, what's the what the X stand for? Oh, and then you know, digging into Public Enemy. Like, I feel like we gotta right. make. I feel like that's the thing. We don't break like fundamental. Like, learning is fundamental. So, me learning about, uh, you know, Malcolm X and then also his family, um, that that was powerful. Like his uh, his, his mother was definitely influential. Like in in the movements that we have today. Um, but yeah. We gotta make it cool again, and I think even because we love entertainment, we gotta we gotta switch it to edu- edutainment. You know, salute to yeah. KRS One. So that's that's the idea I got um, with my script to kind of influential throw gems in there, you know, for the people to bring fundamental, but also entertain the people in a way that it's not. It's like, man, what? It's over the head, but nah, it's, it's smooth. You can you can you can drink this water. It's, <laughs> like you could get you could get all the minerals you need, you know. So we just gotta we gotta not dumb it down, but definitely make it easy, easy to swallow, you know. But um yeah, through hip hop, our platforms, I think that's the best way to um go about doing this. Even I feel like even clothing, clothing did it. Like certain clothes, I was gonna say that, yeah. I got increased the piece um, uh, shirt in my room. Like, damn, this is dope. Uh, cr- uh, colors, I think cross colors. You know, yeah. a 90s, a 90s brand. You know, I think that little things, man. And um, just the little things, we just gotta, we just gotta keep adding on to it. I think that's the best way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh... Yeah, I definitely. I feel like yeah. I mean, of course, you you doing a film, definitely. I think just off the rip, I definitely feel like I got some people that we all should collide with. And I think that's the thing, just bringing this whole Justice League together, man. That's We need a, we need a new school of uh, educators and for the people. Yeah, because yeah, mostly I want to be able to make films that are very relevant to our people and will be over time culturally and historically significant. You know, not just another... Not just another love story or whatnot. Exactly. You know, something that'll stand the test of time. Because ultimately I want to be able to, because I got a book that I'm working on as well that further decodes what's in the film. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's going to be called The the Meeting That Shaped America Declassified. Okay. And yeah, like I said, it's going to break down all of the Easter eggs, all of the you know, the reason behind me writing what I wrote line by line. Yeah. So to give you some backstory on everything and to provide further analysis on the script as well. Yeah. Yeah. So what I want to do over time, I want to, if possible, I would like to be a guest lecturer at, uh, you know, TSU, Texas Southern University or PV right Mm -hmm. up the street and create a curriculum around my film. Yeah. Because a lot of people have said, you know, damn, this should be something that we watch in school, you know? I'm telling you, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I shouldn't be 20 years old learning about Tulsa and I lived in Oklahoma. Like, that's backwards. Like, <laughs> it's like yeah. that's crazy. Um, but yeah, just to sum it up, yeah, we just got to make knowledge, knowledge cool again, knowledge itself. Uh, you know, cool again, and um, I feel like, you know, because I send, like I, I sometimes I send send uh because I got a YouTube, I send my videos out like oh thirty minutes is too long, like thirty minutes is too long, dang. <laughs> yeah, that shit let's pissed try, me off, man. Let's try people, ten minutes. <laughs> it's like, how about ten? People, yeah, because people, I send it to people when I was like, because I had drafts of the film, like, you know, in stages that I was in in post-production and I send it to people. I'd be like, Hey man, uh, or you, you mind watching my film and, you know, giving me some feedback on it, you know, people be like, okay, cool. Yeah. How long is it? I'm like, it's about 40 something minutes. It'd be like 40. They, they turn in the old dude off a of baby boy at $40, you know? <laughs> exactly, man. It's like, damn. We're like, damn. Y'all watch watched that whack-ass Avengers movie? And that shit three hours. <laughs> that shit was three hours. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's exactly like we, uh, 
it's a quote. I, it's a thing I posted. Like, yeah, we give things. We need to give energy to things that brings us value versus devalue. Like, damn, you can't give thirty minutes to something that's that can be truly impactful versus something that is truly entertaining, like Captain America. And like, yo, I don't know no Captain America. He ain't real, <laughs> but our story yeah. is real. Like, I give thirty minutes to our story versus a false comic book story. You know, some dude named Stan Lee wrote like, nah. <laughs> yeah but i i guess i get it you know because yeah. most people when you when you hear about uh when you hear about independent film or just people trying to make films start out making film they, they kind of have that stigma oh it's gonna be <laughs> you know it's not gonna be very good or you know it's gonna be an incomplete story or something like that mm. but i don't know i guess a lot of people were taken aback by you know, the final product of my actual film. I guess they it was beyond their expectations, so to say. Yeah, man, I definitely uh, I definitely rock with it, you know, the message. And um, that's the thing. We just got to make, um, we got to make things for ourselves to, to move the, the people forward. I think it's necessary and definitely uh, it's about time. It's definitely overdue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Anything else for the people? Definitely uh, where they could find you and uh, et cetera. Yeah. yeah, so my name is uh, Christopher Adams. And on Instagram, I'm predominantly on Instagram. My name is K-R-I-S-C-O-A-D-A-M-S. That's K-R-I-S-C-O-A-D-A-M-S. I'm on there. And what else do you need to know? Uh, that's pretty much it, man. If y'all in Houston or in the Texas area or you'll be um, in town during the next weekend coming up, the Juneteenth weekend, um, I'm going I'm to be in attendance at the No Grandma Killers Tour mm-hmm. in Galveston. So, yeah, if y'all over there, we should link up, man. Connect. And, uh, your YouTube, uh, do you have a YouTube? I mean, you got a YouTube. I mean, do you have like a website as well or? Right now, I do not. Um, I just have the the link to the film, uh, and the link is in my bio on Instagram as well for the meeting that shaped America. All right, man. Definitely, uh, definitely a continued conversation because this is definitely not the the last of our conversation. Definitely, uh, definitely plan on working with you, man. Film wise, I think that's how we can get the uh, get the people fed. You know, of uh, this knowledge we cooking, man. Because it's hella knowledge, knowledge stew. We cooking out here, man. <laughs> it's hella knowledge stew. Yeah. yeah, I got other ideas of brewing in my head, but y'all need to run these numbers up on the meeting that shaped America first, goddamn it. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm telling you, man. Like, I feel like uh, the passion we have, like, yeah, like, it should be, the love should be met with the passion we have because, like, it's too much, you know, sweat and tears that come into this content. Like, yeah, create the, I mean, support the creators, man. Yeah. Definitely, man. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, positive energy activates constant elevation, man. Definitely appreciate you, man. And uh, definitely, definitely welcome back every time, anytime, you know, definitely. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much for having me, dude. For real. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Most definitely, man. Appreciate you, man. All right, man. This has been Conscious of Crazy People. Um, appreciate y'all. Peace. <laughs>